ladies and gents. What's good, people? It's Shredge. It's Stone. And this is our first post-summer podcast. You know, we were out there grilling, chilling, and now we've moved into the fuck nigga free summer. You know what I'm saying? We're out here partying. You know what I'm saying? We got a little man shorts out here, nice and tight. You know what I'm saying? House parties on deck. You know what I'm saying? You know, pool on deck. And also, hopefully, negative COVID tests. <laughs> yeah, I, we're we're in this like uh, weird like. Should we be afraid of COVID anymore? Like dot 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 like question mark face. <laughs> it, it, it's it, I, we're in the don't ask don't tell phase. <laughs> I like and so I like so I I got COVID. I was asymptomatic. I was expecting some like, you know, like a Tom Hanks reaction, you know, like when Tom Hanks had the coronavirus, like I have the coronavirus, you know, like, and I was like, oh, I got COVID. And like, you know, they're like, everybody's like, y'all got it too. What, what, what's up? <laughs> Why are you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, you know, I know that a, lot, a lot of people, you know, have, you know, this has messed up a lot of lives, but, you know, stay vaccinated boosted, but, um, we are in a very weird ass like COVID phase, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 going to try to be outside. Maybe I'll remember my mask. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On my flip side, I I did go outside, and unfortunately, I had a, a very mild bout of COVID about a week and a half ago. And I will tell you this much, folks at home. You're on your own. Because, like, you know, I remember back in the days, you'd be like, we'll get you a hotel. We'll do this. Do you need any kind of help? It was on some like, you know, I was like, all right, cool. I went to the city site, had a little sniffles, got tested. I was like, bam, they're going to send me the COVID package. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get like, you know, boxes of Twinkies, you know, maybe a signed letter from fucking Joe Biden. Nah, it was very much like, yeah, nigga, you're sick. You're going to have to figure it out later. <laughs> Just don't go outside. Scouts honor. <laughs> Oh man, indeed, Ooh. indeed. Uh, but we're back here, y'all. We're COVID free. I hope. I don't know. You can get it again. So you get it again. <laughs> Who knows? Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> stay mad. Stay, 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 stay woke. You know, how's, yeah. How's that for a flashback term? Oh man, but uh, but you know, last time we promised you a a, a musical grab bag. Um, the we heard your your feedback. You said we we were too corporate. We sold out. We only I'm, talked about the big names. I'm just saying, punching TDE show of the bag. I'm taking the bag. You know what I'm saying? You look, it's real out here. <laughs> it's about to be a recession. <laughs> <laughs> so we got you. We 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 have artists here that are a range of you know. I, I would say most of them. Nobody here is a platinum selling. Are like none of these are platinum projects in terms of oh, sales. Exactly. I saw how you did that platinum project in terms of sales because we, we do have one ringer in here somewhere. Yeah, we, very, do, we do, we do. Yeah, I mean, it's got to one. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Capital <laughs> Records comes with the bag. You know, I'm gonna have to. You know, <laughs> you know, I used to be anti payola until you know the, that 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 watch showed up, that Rolex showed up. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I got you. <laughs> Post Malone has the best album of the year. Let's go. I'm just, I'm, I'm, look, all I'm saying is, all right, you know, it may sound, in, in your Corollas, it may sound mediocre, but in my brand new fucking Rolls Royce, in those pristine bowl speakers, 
that Post Malone goes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those country tracks go hard. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, let, let, let's start off. We have like a, a good mix of artists to talk about. It's, it's all new music today. Um. So uh, yeah, let's 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 kick it off. Um. So I will kick it off with uh this dude IDK. Uh, he is a rapper from the DC area. Um, I will say, I didn't realize that Goldlink had clones, but I would say, like you know, in terms <laughs> of, you know, I think stylistically, uh, very much kind of like, um, God complex Goldlink in a lot of ways. Um, his latest album has been produced fully by K Trinata, and I will say that this is, um, I. I it's like one of these things where like I really actually don't care about the artist. I care more about the producer, um, just because I feel like this is a sleeper Katrina album in a lot of ways. And you know, Katrina hasn't had an album out in a couple of years now. And if you you know, I think like didn't have IDK on here, like this will be like Katrina's like third album, basically. Um, it's really dope. I'm hearing like you know a lot of tracks like just pop up in like different parties I'm at or like you know bars like you know and it's, it's, it's just like a very good laid back summer album. Um, and it's if you like K Trinata and you like K Trinata production, it's again it's like a third <laughs> K Trinata album in a lot of ways. No, no offense to IDK. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I think I'm at a point now with music where, you know, maybe it's not something where we need to always have a Kendrick Lamar size album. Sometimes you just need to put, you know, a track in the whip and drive and have the sunroof open. Um, and, I, and I think this album has this vibe. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's definitely a Kishinata album. You get all the dope beats you expect, a lot very club friendly. It's, it's kind of, it's dope at the end of the day. I will have a slight pushback because you compared him to Gold Link. I would say at least Gold Link has a personality, a flow, a voice. <laughs> IDK is basically like the White Rose of like rappers. It's, 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 it's very flat. And the thing is kind of fascinating is the fact of where. It reminds me of like the projects used to have back in the days of where obviously it was like a drug dealer's vanity project or your Benzinos or or let's say even going way back in the days to like Primo and Group Home where it's basically like, hey, I'm going to make this album for you guys to form a rap group because I'm literally trying to keep you out of jail because this is the deal we made with the judge. And the thing is, what I find fascinating is that it's it's weird because there's no identity. It's just like there's a little bit of gun talk, there's a little bit of bracketoshing. I mean, the thing is, if and and I kind of went hard a little bit. It's not like he's not a, he's not a, he just he can't rap. He actually can rap. You can tell he's got the basic skills. Is the fact of it's a weird album trying to find an identity where or for Golden Golden Cat's very much a personality. He he rides up and down the tracks. He's got a flow. With IDK, you could definitely tell he's a young artist trying to find himself. So it's kind of a like a weird dissonance where you've got like these top tier, like, you know, triple A beats and basically somebody who would kind of still be in the weird mixtape circuit. And, and like that sounds harsh, but it's not necessarily me kind of being like, I can't stand him. It's kind of interesting because you've got basically an artist of Kichinada who's probably like, shit, I'll say what, seven, eight years in the game as far as being a major big force producer? 
maybe even longer than that. Yeah, like, maybe even longer than that. Like so 10 like, years. Yeah. Maybe 10 years. And so you've got that and you've got IDK. And the thing is, I won't say you haven't seen it. You know, I know like, you know, your Mike Will made it, your Pierre LeBlanc. You've got a lot of really superstar producers who are just like, all right, cool. I've got these beats. I've got my boys. You know, I'm going to try to help put them on, give them some stuff so that way maybe they could pop and have their own careers. But like I said, what's fascinating about this is that it really feels like a collab that came out of nowhere. And like I said, it's 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 interesting only because of Kate Nada. And the thing is, I don't think I'm trying to, like I said, I feel like I'm going hard at him. It's, it's less about the fact of where he's whack. He's not. He's, 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 he's got, he's got, it's not surprising that he's an MC. It's just the fact of where hopefully down the line, he'll be able to kind of find more of an identity, more things he wants to say, something a little bit more cohesive on his end. But like I said, maybe the argument is you don't need that shit because you got Kishinada. Kishinada just basically does 95% of the lifting. So <laughs> who am <Yeah>. I? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we're aligned here. I I, I feel like, and, and again, like no offense to IDK, like I, I care less about IDK than I do about the Kishinada beats and the Kishinada soundtrack and like, you know, I think it's like southeast of Paris or, or wherever that's like that song slaps, dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that like song, like kind of creep up in a lot of different places. And a lot of people are like dancing to it, like things like that. Like, yeah, I, I feel like IDK is kind of an afterthought. Um, and like for me, I think I'm separating <laughs> the music for the or the rapper from the production. Um, and look, maybe, you know, look, have we seen Katrina and IDK in the same room? You know, maybe IDK is like. <laughs> I like this. I like this. The way for I, to extend his production. I'm just saying that's not, you know, because this is part of the Illuminati, man. You know what I'm saying? Stay woke, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I feel what you're saying. Like, it's definitely an artist who I think... <laughs> Has won the lottery with both Kitchenada and also to uh, Dog Food, with, uh, Denzel Curry. Like, you know, like I, I definitely feel like, you know, he, you know, IDK is somebody who is, is could maybe, you know, with, I guess, like the production talent and the, the, the names that he knows could be somebody, but still is probably getting there. Um, still probably a more of a SoundCloud rapper. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think, like, it, it, you know, I can excuse that because the beat slap. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. But like I said, I think there's room for growth, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Definitely, I, I won't say you know I'm of the contender, but a really good summer album. And I, like I said, it's, I'm not surprised that you walking around, you hear it playing everywhere because it's it's really well made. It's just a fact of where you know, hopefully down the line, it'll be more like a fifty fifty <laughs> contribution <laughs> as opposed to you know ninety five five percent. No, no, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, this next act I will take. Um, they're called They Hate Change. They're a hip hop duo from Florida, where both of them handle production and rapping. Um, I believe they're assigned to Sub Pop, which is interesting. Um. That said, it's not necessarily too surprising because Sub Pop has the best palaces and there's been talks recently. Not even talks. They've actually, you know, they've put up, instead of shutting up, they've put up where, you know, they're trying to get more eclectic as opposed to, you know, doing your normal indie rock crunch bands. They've been trying to, like, sign a lot of diverse acts. So I think it's part of that initiative. Um, the Hate Change is interesting because 
The only way I can describe it to you is basically like the cool kids if they went clubbing. Because mm. um, the thing is with the cool kids, and I feel like, in, and for those who don't know, the cool kids were a rap duo around the late aughts, early 10s that were a quote-unquote throwback act where they would show up with the 80s gear doing very like uh i won't say necessarily the old flows but very like clear-cut simple hip-hop flows per se um what's fascinating though is even though they kind of played up to that image and i think eventually pushed back because it later works on a lot more diverse i always thought it was an unfair read because what they were doing with their production actually was a nod towards the 80s but not because yeah. the 80s was very like you know you know low bitrate samples primitive drum machines that really advanced production technique the cool kids whatever they were doing at that time was just very clean very dry very very electronic almost very futuristic on the flip side so even though they're kind of borrowing a lot of simple things from the past the way they updated it sonically sounded very new um and i think that's what they hate change has kind of done here where as opposed to the cool kids in those early records were like look we're strictly drawing from the 80s the cool kids have like drum and bass they have like garage they have like house music and what's fascinating is the fact of where even with their flows, similar to like a Jay-Z, <clears throat> he'll they'll throw in a lot of random like let's say lines where it's like, oh shit, that's supposed to be fucking you know, that's definitely them trying to channel in uh cup not company flow. That's them trying to channel in Camp Low. You know, oh that's a bar mm. that's like put book it down production. Oh, that's definitely a Jay Lee Jay Z line. So it's interesting because on the production side, it's like a weird ode to hip hop, but making it more futuristic. And on the lyrical side, there's a lot of nods, a lot of little borrowed bars here and there, which is kind of flipped and done differently to just an ode to hip hop. And what's kind of cool is the fact that while this is all happening on the production side, they're very much focused on, let's say, you know, higher BPMs, club music, but not too much. So with stuff where it's just like, you know, Perfect example will be you'll have a track, it'll go, and then they'll rap, and then there'll be an amen break for a little bit, just for like a little like a nod towards fucking drum and bass, and then they'll come back to the fucking regular beat. And it's kind of interesting because, like I said, it's just like it's 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 a very almost futuristic sonic leaning album that's very much indebted to the past. So it's like a, a weird mix of like, hey, you know, here's all the references. Here's all the cool shit, but at the same time, all this black music that's not necessarily hip-hop mainstream, your garages, your house music, your fucking drum and bass, we're kind of bringing it to the fold also. So it's, it's just a really cool little project. Um, where I think it really shines, though, is the fact of where it also saying something a little different. Like, um, I'm not sure if both the members are queer, but at least one of them is. And, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like, you know, to a certain extent... <clears throat> And I'll talk about another queer act later. I feel like what I'm kind of happy is the fact of where, you know, usually it's just like this artist is queer. You know, you read the, you read the pitchfork. It's like, this guy is gay. She's lesbian. Yeah. They're, they're pansexual. Like, that's that's the lead line. You know, like, here's their identity. This is what they do. This is this is this is this is who they are. This is this is this this is this is this tells you the personality right then and there. What's really refreshing about the project is when I look up the information, you know, like when you you know the press release comes out and it's like genderqueer artists from like the lower east side, you know, living in fucking graffiti. 
what's cool about this is the idea of where they're queer, but it's not really, it's just like, that's it. It's just normal. It's just like, you know, there's a part where you might hear a couple of nods towards ballroom. There's a couple of ballroom lines. Um, I believe, you know, there's one where it's like, I hate my voice, which is funny because, you know, it's a lot of your hip hop bragging, but also the fact of the, the he doesn't like his voice, but which is kind of ironic because he's got a great voice. <laughs> so it's this weird song where it's like, it, I can understand if it sounded squeaky, but trust me, there's, there's a lot worse voices out there. But it's the idea of where there's still Nas who has the idea of, hey, what's to be outsider? But that's the thing in hip hop. Hip hop is always about being outsider. Like, you know, hip hop is never really like, you'll do, it's, there's a reason why you don't got fucking Hampton bars. You know what I'm saying? Is at the end of the day, it just is what it is. It's like, I'm creating this art because I feel. You know, I've got something to say. I'm trying to pick me up. I'm trying to brag a little bit because I feel kind of ostracized in whatever way it is. And that's what's cool about the project is it does all that without beating you overhead. So it's just a nice, nice little tight little project. And it's also the first album. So it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of move on to the future. Cool, cool. I will definitely check that out. That That is a great press release, fam. I try, you know. And, and, <laughs> and I, I avoided the, you know, you know pan, pansexual baker oh from... <laughs> Like. <laughs> Part-time chef <laughs> who left the mountains of my part-time carpenter. It's just very, it's just dope songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, cool. So, um, the next, I guess, time? yeah, me, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, it's oh, do you have to have? Well, this is this is where I talk to baseball. Have you have you give this a try, Stone? I I've listened to part of Raven Linnae's new album. I haven't right. finished all of it. Um, I could talk about Raven as, as an artist because I feel like she's a very interesting artist, uh, for sure. Um, but go go ahead, like t- let's talk about the album first. Um, yeah, no, it's it's so you know we've had this discussion before about how R and B is in the interesting place where you know. Because of the rise of like the, the singer songwriter rapper, <laughs> <laughs> because of the way melodic hip hop is kind of ruling the airways, it feels like there's a lot of air getting sucked in for traditional R and B. Because a lot of hip hop serves the same purpose; it's not really high BPM; it's a little bit slower. As a matter of fact, quick funny aside: so I'm walking through the park and there's two teenagers making out, mm-hmm. and they're fucking playing like Rod Wave and shit. So I'm just like, this is your makeup music? Of course, of course. <laughs> so I was just like, interesting, but yeah. So you've got this kind of point of where, to a certain extent, a lot of like auto-tune, a lot of trap beats kind of, you know, become the soundtrack of, of R&B to the point of where whenever there's a big, solid R&B record with Jasmine Sullivan's, it's or why we all patiently mad at Punch for not bringing out a SZA album, it's a big deal. It's an event. Yeah. So with Reverend Lene, what's kind of fascinating is the fact of where, and this is not a diss, she came out of an album where it's not reinventing the wheel, but because the wheels been broken so long, it sounds fresh. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's why, you know, because she's been around for a minute, like you said, this is the latest album. And I think this is why, like, this, oh, I think this is, I think she had a whole bunch of EPs. But either way, she's been around for a minute. This is not yeah. her first time at the yeah. radio. But I think the reason why people find it so refreshing is that, hey, this is an R&B album. This is somebody who's not, you know, afraid of basically having sing so sings having singing and having hooks and having them be clean and have like you know like you know the the basics of what you expect out of an R&B record like in 2022 which is a rarity and i think it's a testament to her because definitely i know that the record people were on some like yo can you get little baby on this 
You know what I'm saying? And I, and I yeah. know that, you know, Mike, you know, Mike Metro Boomin got some beats he wants to kind of give to here. Maybe do a little auto-tune stuff. And I'm not going to say that it doesn't sound current. It very much does. You know, she doesn't really shy away from a lot of that stuff. But what's fascinating about it is the idea that, you know, it's still very mired in R&B. And as a result, it's very refreshing to hear in 22. Yeah. It, it's really interesting, too, because I didn't realize, number one, Raven Lene is very young so she's 23 um her debut moon shoes was like 2015 so that was like seven years ago wow. so that would make her like what like i'm doing trying to do the math 15 16 when I, that 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 came out so um i didn't realize that she was so young um you know and I, it's really she's had a very interesting um career where you know moon shoes was kind of like I'm kind of this quirky, you know, R&B singer, like, um, you know, it, it makes a little bit more sense now. I kind of like, oh, it's a little bit juvenile, but it's cute. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, she's 15, of course. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, um, you know, her last project, her last EP uh, was Sticky, you know, that that was like a, a, a hit <laughs> in the Brooklyn scene. <laughs> <laughs> if Bed Stuy and Crown Heights had a billboard, it would be number one because I heard that album like like so many places. I know a lot of people who like uh, who love that. I think that was cre- uh, produced by Stu- Steve Lacey. Um, I thought Ooh, this nice. like yeah yeah. So I thought this new album. I didn't listen to all of it. Um, you know, I thought it was a little bit more, I guess, quote unquote, traditional. Um, you know, you know, compared to her last EP in in her Moon Shoes EP. And I was kind of, I, I feel like maybe a little bit let down. Um, just because I do think like she is kind of maybe a little bit, a little bit quirkier <laughs> than a traditional R&B al- 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 like album. Um, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, the I bag, think she, baby. Yeah, the you got to get the bag, you know. Um, so I'm not mad at it. But I do think she has a lot more depth and versatility um, as an artist and she has just has a lot of, of just like creativity um, and I hope to finish the album because I, I, I want to hopefully see some more of that creativity emerge and this is probably one of my beats of R&B it's like there is a template <laughs> that you can utilize um, you know like and everybody kind of like pulls from the same well sometimes um, but you know like I, I'm, I'm seeing her pop up in so many different places now um and again, like she's like you know almost like a veteran at twenty three when you've been in the game for like seven or eight years. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so um, I definitely want to want her to win for sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so I'll go to my bands. Uh, so there's a radio station in Seattle that's keep keeping the keeping the indie rock dreams alive. K E X P. So long story short, if you ever go dig a do a deep dive in the YouTube live music wormhole, you'll see a lot of videos, particularly in the indie rock space, where you've got these bands showing up at a radio station that basically has like a green room set up where they play live music. Krang Ben's been there, uh, Parky Course, Denzel Curry. Basically, a lot of the indie artists kind of walk through there as of, you know, if they're in Seattle, it feels like on a tour, they'll kind of make a guest appearance and they film it. They do an interview. It's like a, a nice little 30 minute, like, hey, this is who this artist is. And even before the last couple of weeks, but during the pandemic is one of the things we would kind of go in there and watch because they would have a lot of, like I said, it's it's a wide variety. You could have like death metal, you could have like hip hop, you could have fucking 
folk music is just like you know come one come all and it's also like seattle where to a certain extent this is a side story i feel like west coast radio stations kill oh yeah like, east coast like, oh yeah it's it's, it's it's insane and so like you kind of have like you know a wide variety of music nerds really into music so like you know if you're like a you know a portuguese flamenco singer who does it over fucking like trap beats that's your space and you know, props to them for kind of keeping the hope alive. So, long story short, I was probably watching, like, let's say, fucking, who knows, the old Tim Impala parents of them on the show. And I kind of let the algorithm go, and the band should have called Black Ends. So, Black Ends is, and I, and I, it's, they're a grunge band. They're 100% a grunge band. But what's fascinating about them is the fact of, it almost sounds like if grunge kind of kept them going. Because a lot of grunge revival acts now, they, you know, it's, it was a bigger genre for the 90s. You got a lot of people kind of, because you can just grab those riffs and those ideas and everything else, kind of bring it now, and bam, you've got a rock album. They, they left the template there really well. What's cool about Black Ends is the fact of where they're weirdly experimental to where it sounds like what would have happened if grunge kind of kept them going. So, like, even things where, like, the guitar sounds kind of a little bit more distant than usual. You know, there's a lot of starts and stops where it's like almost go, like, 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 if you, like, if, 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 if grunge is around to see, like, let's say, the strokes. If grunge mm. was around to see, like, let's say, White Stripes. If grunge was around to see all the weird, like, fucking post-punk acts in Williamsburg. If grunge was able to kind of survive during all these eras and still draw from them, that's what Black Ants would be. And, you know, as usual, I'll say this right now. I, I saw her playing, and I, what struck me was the fact that they had a black woman as a fucking, as the as band leader. So I was like, I'll give it a try. But I was fucking blown away completely. Word. And enough where... Like there's, there's a song, I think it's called Stay Evil, where it sounds like fucking Led Zepp because there's a part where it begins and it builds and it c- stops and starts again. And this musically is just great. Um, right now they have an EP, which is definitely worth listening to, but I know they're working on the full album. So yeah, it's definitely a band they kind of keep an eye on. They're called Black Ants. Cool, cool. Um, all right, I will definitely check them out. Um, the next band is a, 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 a small emerging band. You know, very tiny. We should very, talk very about tiny. Them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know, it's so funny. Like, I actually didn't, you know, I forgot how popular like Tom York and Radiohead are. Cause I'm just like, oh, you know, it's a side project. So it can't be that many streams. No, it's like four million streams <laughs> per song, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Tom York is still getting this money out here. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. But this is actually an album I listen to on repeat, um, which is uh, The Smile, um, which is essentially like um, like the side project from Tom York. Um, you still it's like Tom, like the Tom York, the guitarist and the drummer from um, whatchamacallit? Um, Sons of Kemet, the white Sons drummer. Yeah. Remember, there's four band members and the Brits chose the only white band member there of where course. they had another drummer to choose from. Of course. Of course. Mm, stay woke. Um, and, you know, I have to get back to my white boy sometime. Um, and, my, and, look, I, I'm a huge radio fan, huge Tom York fan. Um, and, you know, I think, like, some of the Tom York side projects, they all kind of sound like Radiohead, but they all sound like a pale, like, interpretation of Radiohead. Or it's like there's just, like, something missing. Um, and I'm not – except for that one album. I forgot the one album that Tom York did that was kind of, like, more electronic hip-hop. That album slaps, but um, I've just not, I've just always snoozed at uh, some of the side tr- projects, but um, The Smile is, 
is an album I've been going back to like multiple times. Or the Smiles a project, but their album is is something I've been going back to multiple times. It's just like a really good, almost warm Radiohead album. Like it's got like a some good production. Tom York is like being Tom York. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's like anything like that's. And then maybe this is like the the theme, <laughs> where I'm not reaching for excellence here. <laughs> <laughs> In my selections today, I'm just listening, yeah. reaching for like good enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe the apocalypse has maybe causes us to have lower expectations. I don't yeah, know. Maybe the world know, I'm like, weird. This, this is a good enough Radiohead album um, that makes me nostalgic for Radiohead. Um, it is kind of like like bringing me me back to that era, um, but I feel like it is fresh and updated. Um, although there's that one track where he like rips off "Man in the Mirror." Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but having that said, like, I, 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 I'm really kind of not mad at, at this album. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a go-to album for this past week. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I think that, uh, if you think back, Radiohead's last album was a moonshaped pool, which is definitely Radiohead at its most, I won't say sensitive, but delicate sounding. Um, it's a very quiet album. It's very, very pretty, very lush, but very, I won't say low energy, but very, let's say, you know, very, there's no rockers on the album. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no crazy electronic beats. There's no fucking distortion. Nobody's plugging in the guitar. It's, it's a very quiet, peaceful album. What I like about this is to a certain extent, it kind of captures that delicacy, but then like, you know, they'll have like guitars, the amps will be plugged in. You know what I'm saying? You know, the yeah. pianos will be a louder. It'll be a little creepier. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I don't know. Like I said, as a huge Radiohead fan, I love it. Radiohead fan, I love it. I feel like it's very much a continuation of that Moonshade Pool sound. But like I said, definitely more in the indie rock kind of space where there's guitars there. What's odd about it is the fact of even though it's, it's, it's just three people, I was reading an article where basically since Johnny is basically doing a lot of orchestral uh, orchestration shit, the London Orchestra is doing a lot of the strings in the album. Oh, word. And, and on the flip side, since you've got the, the one white guy from Sons of Kemet, a lot of the horns are people from Sons of Kemet, basically. So it's weird. By being less, you also have more because yeah. you know they're drawing from their other gigs, basically, to kind of you know fill up this the space where you're missing, like, uh, you know, fucking the bassist, drummer, and the fucking other guitarist from Radiohead. Um yeah, I, I, I don't really see if how you're a Radiohead, Radiohead fan, you can dislike this record. I think it's very solid. Is it as good as Radiohead's Tip Tops? No. Um, I would make an argument that's probably definitely firmly in the discography, but I would make an argument that a mediocre Radiohead album is still probably one of the best rock albums of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just like they're working at a level where, you know, for like decades now, where it's just like they're kind of, they've, they've literally kind of set, set the space for a, a lot of other bands, you know what I'm saying? Like without fucking Radiohead, you would have no Coldplay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like they're the alpha and omega for arguably, I'll say this much, for the whole indie rock scene going into the fucking 21st century, that was Radiohead. Yeah. Radiohead was on some like, y'all better learn how to play some synthesizers because this guitar shit might not last. And lo and behold, they were right. You know what I'm saying? They were on some like, y'all better learn how to sample and do all these things because this shit might change. And lo and behold, they were right. So. Long story short, I think going back to what you were saying about how having low stakes, it's really cool having like these really A-plus players kind of go in there, you know, hammer out, you know, an album for tracks, have it be really solid, but nothing too crazy. It's like, hey, you know, we're, we know what we're doing here. We're going to go in there, 
we've got this new dude on drums. We've got some people want to call up. You know, fire up the laptop, fire up the fucking Pro Tools, fire up the Logic, whatever, whatever, and let's work this shit out. And so it's, it's kind of cool kind of hearing this weird pandemic album kind of come out from that fucking era and have it really be that solid. So it's like, you know, I would definitely say that if you're a Radiohead fan, it's a must-listen to. And I would also say, ironically enough, that if you aren't necessarily a Radiohead fan or somebody hasn't really given it a try, I will still say give it a listen because it's, it does a really good job kind of distilling of what that band sounds like even though it's not that band. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're a huge yeah. fan also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. I, I feel like you've been rearranging the list here. Uh, just to make it, you know, me, you, me, you, like tennis. Okay, you know okay, yeah, flow. yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, like I, I'm seeing some audibles called here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to go that deep into my like next my next selection just because i feel like again i'm not going for excellence here i'm just going for like things that sound good like i don't know if it's just because i'm an old man or the pandemic or what but i'm just kind of like i don't know fam sometimes you just need a vibe yeah sometimes, it's true. sometimes you just need a vibe you know yeah. and, I, and i i started digging into the discography of one seafood sam west coast rapper um i will not say again it's almost like idk where i'm just kind of like i don't really say he's like the best or prolific artist i just really love his sampling like i love like you know the production is very west coast it's very like g-funk it's very like it just drips with like compton in a way that i haven't heard in a long time you know, like back when, you know, like that G Funk era, like that, this kind of like really like weird laid back braggadocio. And, you know, for me, it's like, it's, I don't know, like it's, it's like something I, I was just like really kind of drawn to. Um, I found out about this artist. Um, he had a 2019 album called Dior Valor, which is probably my favorite out of, out of all That's of That's a dope name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a cool like, name. It probably like actually has like the best production in terms of cohesiveness. It, like it feels like he was trying to make like an actual album. <laughs> like he was trying to make like you know he was trying to like make something alongside like say event staples or something like that. Like I I feel like you know um, he was just it just felt very cohesive. Um, his latest projects, something for the sunrise and something for the sunset, um, definitely feel like more like mixed mixtapes. Um, but again, I feel like on a production level, it's like kind of like this kind of G funk mix of R and B. Um, and you know, I think he also, and I think you when you said this before the podcast, he's either an industry plant or just like a drug dealer with a side project. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually not mad at that. I think he's, more, he's probably more more the latter, but I'm actually not mad at that. I, I like it, and that's what it feels like, and that's what it sounds like. It, it sound it literally sounds like this dude is like you know, oh man, it's a break from <laughs> from the trap. You know, I I got my MacBook here. You know, I'm just gonna throw out some things. I'm gonna like download some samples from YouTube. Um, 
but I, I don't know. Like I, 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 I've been drawn to this project, uh, maybe because I've been driving a little bit more over the past couple of weeks, and you know, it, it, it passes the car test. Um, but yeah, you know, check him out. Like I, I would say, he's very irreverent. So again, like don't look for bars. But on a production level, um, just on a vibe level, like I'm not mad. I got seafood Sam, man. That name alone has me, so I'm gonna have to give this a try. <laughs> uh, so, so I guess my selection is uh, so Bali Baby. Bali Baby is a rapper from Atlanta. I am not sure if she's from Atlanta, but she's definitely an Atlanta rapper, if you know what I mean. Uh, long story short, around I guess her sweet spot would be 2017, 18, 19. Um, dropped a lot of projects, you know. Wide variety, always out there on the streams, always out there. Um, the last couple of years definitely slowed up. I wonder why, but it seems like uh, 2022 she's hit the ground running. Um, how do I describe what she does? Um, I kind of put in a joke in our notes that is, what if Playboy Cardi could rap? And I think that's <laughs> a good beginning point. It's basically these really blown out beats that I won't say sound like video games, but almost sound like kitty themed. Um, as far as aesthetic is concerned, it's a little gothy. There's a lot of Chucky doll references. But the funny thing I like about her is she reminds me a lot of the way she raps, like Flo Millie. Mm. Where it's, it's, it's very clear and very concise. And the thing, the hook that kind of gets me is that it's very clear and very concise. But there's a dash of Valley Girl in it. So it sounds like if like Cher from Clueless was rapping, like is this like she's getting her nails done and she's annoyed she's gotta go deal with you like fuckboys? Like it's like up, like why, why am I stopping? I'm hanging out with my girls, I'm here chilling, and now I'm gonna kind of stop and fucking just, just you know talk about how I'm off the car and spray you dudes because you guys are lame. And yeah, so it's, it's just this great dichotomy of these really hard hitting, almost Playboy Cardi punk beats, and it's very very sharp very concise very effortless like like almost like oh uh, like like i'm annoyed to be rapping rapper so it's a really good like mix of both because you've got almost this punk energy but at the same time when she kind of comes in it it's very like she's above it all she's not like doing the whole like her, her, her. yeah this is very like you know i'm fucking in between and what i liked about it is the idea of where going back to the idea of let's say queer artists she's definitely gay and he definitely again a lot of the atlanta shit a lot of like getting dome in the whip yada 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 but what's cool is it's not like i said back to the idea of you know you know this pride get yourself a colorful whopper pride you know what i'm saying show you show you show your support of a gay brethren by <laughs> buying several eleven rainbow slurpee it's 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 very much like you know it's, it's just it is what she does and like i said it's great i i think the big thing is uh you could tell towards that very 2018-2019 run, she was playing or kind of doing more like, as as a lot of rappers were doing, um, punk pop. What was fascinating about it was the idea of where, as opposed to, like, let's say, calling a Travis Barker or, you know, going to YouTube and typing, you know, Blink-182 type beat, it was almost like the same kind of production. So it was like almost like she called these producers who do a lot of, like, heavy angry extension soundcloud like fucking rap type tracks to like make them more 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 pop punky so even though it wasn't her best strength it was it's also an interesting artist i mean interesting um interesting fucking project to listen to because it's also a little bit weird like you, you expect a pop punk but not that kind of way but at the same time it's just like you know 
since then she's kind of moved on from that time and even that was very firmly in what she does so it's just like almost like it's kind of cool like kind of hearing like you know these really aggro beats and this very clear-headed rapping over these aggro beats when the whole thing is usually like you know screaming or more mumble or kind of drowning your voice in distortion it is very much like very clear like you know you bitch ass why am i here stepping away from the spot to speak to you let me go slap you up really quick before I go back there and chill. So it's this really dope ass vibe. And because again, like those beats are fucking so like aggro and bass heavy, it definitely passed past the whip test. So highly recommend. Cool. Cool. We'll definitely check that out. Um, cool. Well, I'll round this up with, um, a project I really actually like, and this is actually, <laughs> it's more than a vibe. Actually. I, I know like most of my selections today have just been, like not very deep, but I will say this is definitely a very deep and introspective album. Um, comes from my boy Jamal Padmore. Um, you know, he started out um, in this band called the Carps, which I really liked. Um, you know, he's worked with like uh, Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine, Mastercraft, like that that whole group. Um, you know, he's worked with a band called Thunder Heist, which I really liked um, as well. Um, and he's had like a lot of uh, really cool like solo projects. Um, I really love the dude's voice. I've always said he has like some like the best best RV voice in rock rock music, basically. <laughs> 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 you know, and you know he's been a grinder for. I mean, I think I you know I I first met him in maybe like I what is time like two thousand six two thousand seven. Uh, he's been out here like grinding making music. Um, you know, and, and like his latest project, I think is definitely his most personal, uh, it's called Esperanto. So like the Esperanto language, that kind of fake language, but with Toronto at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it's really good. Like it's really, and it's really cool. Like, it's definitely like something where, you know, um, it, it's like a 444 or like, you know, Kendrick's album. It's like, you know, somebody who's just kind of like looking back at his life like going through therapy doing the work right and it's like a reflection on that right and it's a reflection on kind of um you know what has brought him here to like at this point and then like looking back at the past um and i think like it's, it respond resonates with me a little bit more because i i kind of uh, i kind of know him but you know like 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 he was back in you know back in the day being an artist like chasing women you know drinking like things like that and it's, it's kind of like you get older and you realize that oh okay you kind of did that um but it's also like a part of it's like you know kind of a psyche it's profile and you know like you probably that's probably not sustainable right so you it's like uh, kind of like a an album where you're kind of like okay cool I did these things in the past. Um, there's a, um, a track called Pretty, which is like all about ego and all about like, you know, kind of like this is kind of who I am. Um, I don't know if this is like who I will be, but this is who what, this is what made me. Right. And like this really interesting way. Um, and I think like it's really deep and it's really kind of, um, you know, super personal. And, you know, I, I, I <laughs> the knock on the Kendrick album is like, oh, give me joints. Give me, you know. Like, give me something to dance to in the club. Um, but, you know, I, I think I would, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see my more, like, black men, like, kind of going in and be more, like, introspective, you know, you know, going through therapy and writing it down, right? That's, that's the kind of what this album is. 
uh, production wise it's just like really dope as well um lots of different influences um rock um definitely like a rock influence throughout the album um but there's a lot of like inf- like areas where you know there's a lot of hip hop influence um you know like a lot of like UK influence as well which is really interesting um so that's and, and the production is like very multi-layered as well um so yeah it's it's a really cool project it's probably one of my favorite albums I've heard this year um and I think I'm a little bit biased but um you know it's definitely a project that I would encourage people to, to uh check out Wow, dude, I feel like you should write copy. Like, like Jamal would have pay you. That was, I feel like I got, I'm going to put this shit on right after this fucking podcast. That shit was dope. Dang. Dang. Dude, what are we doing here, man? We, we yeah, we, we, we need to, man. You, like, we need just to be PR. You Look, know. It's, it's maybe Registone PR, you know what I'm saying? We could be out there. Look, I, I, I'm actually not mad at that. Like, you know. <laughs> Not mad at all. Goes back to the bag, you know what I'm saying? If you bring the bag, you know what I'm saying? We'll, 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 we'll happily be like, you know, you know, this Machine Gun Kelly record. So <laughs> it's generational. Generational. <laughs> Prolific. Prolific. <laughs> I haven't been this impressed with, since 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> the rock genius that is Jared Leto. <laughs> Oh man! But, uh, uh, and, on, and on and on that note, as we draw to a close, hopefully we've given you a bevy of of riches to listen to. You know, what I'm saying go out there, support these young artists. Uh, this is random fact, which I know. The, I guess this little Bandcamp Friday is during the summer, but it comes back in September. You know, very early September. So you know, what I'm saying go out there, support them. You know, what I'm saying maybe throw some shekels towards their way on that Bandcamp. Maybe you know. Maybe if you got if you can't afford it, maybe put that stream that song stream on loop overnight, so that way they can get that four cents in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Maybe do you play a part somehow, some way? You know what I'm saying? Support these young acts. You know that's what we're throwing out there. Yeah, no, definitely. Except for the smile, they they got like four million streams per song. I mean, like, this just. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. And let, let us know if you want new music. This is this is fun. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice little rundown. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. As usual, we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay woke. And real woke. Don't that little conservative fucking buzzword woke. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. You know what I'm saying? COVID's still out there. Be careful. Recession's still out there. Be careful. Things are crazy still out there. Be careful. And just remember that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get through all this shit with each other. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.